Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. We are live this week in the Carnazada, and uh, it's presented by our partners at Bet Online. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports on all of your favorite sports contests and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. So BetOnline continues to be the on the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. If you head on over to BetOnline's website today, which is betonline.ag, or if you use your mobile device to download their app and you join today and you make your first sports bet, if you use our promo code, which is believe 50 bleav five zero, the number 5 and the 0, uh, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Huge shout-out to BetOnline uh, for presenting this week's episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, I, uh, I, as it's funny, I was, uh, looking back on, uh, you know, cause obviously we do, you know, some sort of prep uh, for these shows and, uh, I totally forgot that the Dodgers may or may not have lost two to the nationals and they were able to, uh, to rebound, uh, obviously resoundingly rebounded today. But, uh, before we even get into that, there was, uh, there was a, a series against the giants, uh, Juanito's favorite second team the giants of san francisco of san francisco um where they more or less they just went out there and just hey we're 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 fine they dominated the uh the division rival but i kind of wanted i was i was curious because obviously every team has their slip-ups right and they had their slip-ups with uh with the nationals there for for those two game sets does that worry anyone i I was just kind of curious i'm not worried but i was just curious if anyone was i am uh, I, I'm worried about it because to me, that's a perfect example of what can happen in a playoff series. You know, yeah, on paper, you may be favored, but you have a bad couple of days and all of a sudden you're down to 0-2 in a series and, and you could lose momentum. I mean, look, this is this is now a trend. I, it, you know, and I, I was at the game on Monday. I was able to cover the game. And let me tell you, they asked Dave Roberts that question in the post game. Why are you guys losing to teams like the Piratas? Why are you losing to the to, to the Nationals? And you could tell Dave Roberts was pissed, right? Not pissed at the question. He was just pissed because the, the reporter was right. right. Why are we losing to these teams? And he just flat out said, I don't know. 
I don't, I, I don't have, and I've heard Hershiser say it on the broadcast. Maybe it's focus and, and stuff like that. Is it a letdown? You had a four game series against your rival. And then of course the worst team in, in the national league comes in. Uh, but I, I don't know. It concerns me, man, because this stuff can happen and without any explanation, just ask Dave Roberts. I mean, what do you think, Alicia? Well, I understand the concern, but I am not concerned. What I am concerned about, we've all discussed this before. When the, when the Dodgers play a team that is less than, right? I mean, the worst place national team, um, they, let, they let go a little bit, right? So you brought up several things. Like we, they, just slept the, they just swept the Giants. Um, I don't know. I feel like, okay, they can't win every game. So, right. Juan, would you feel better if the, the games that they had lost had been to the Giants and swept the Nationals? Because I know, again, on paper, that's how it's supposed to go. But I'm not worried because you mentioned when we get to the playoffs, we meaning Dodger fans who follow the Dodgers, um, <laughs> they're going to be up because they're not going to be facing the Nationals. So that's why I'm not that concerned. Do I want them to lose, you know, two in a row and, and you know, seeing our pitchers struggle against that team? Like, I just, I have to remember that it's the Dodgers and that when it does come time for playoffs, the Dodgers will be up. Even if this is their MO and we don't like it, they can't win every game. So I'd rather destroy the better teams and give up a few to the lesser teams. I don't know what to call them. I feel so mean. The teams that don't have such a great <laughs> record. I like how even in this environment, you can't be mean. Like, well, you're no, but, <laughs> no, but I, I, I understand your point, Alicia. And I, I don't know if I would have felt better if they would have lost one to the Giants and swept the Nationals. But to me, the reason that it concerns me is the Dodgers could have won easily two out of three against the Nationals. Yeah. Gonsolin didn't pitch bad. No, he, he didn't. didn't. The hardest hit ball he gave up was that home run. Other than that, it was little bloopers. And that's the kind of stuff that can happen in the playoffs. Yep. That's the kind of stuff that the games, you're facing better pitching, a little bloop here, a little bloop there. And all of a sudden you lose a game. You come back for the next game and the same thing happens. And now you find yourself down 0-2. That's what concerns me. So you're saying you don't want them to get in the habit of playing poorly, even though it's an inferior team. But well, I'm I, saying they let down their guard a little bit. They took their foot off the pedal because they're a less than team. So the playoffs, I expect them to be up. But you're right. Momentum matters, right? We don't want them to get used to not defending, playing sloppy, whatever, you know, uh, not being able to come from behind, leaving a bunch of batters on base. They've gotten a lot better. They've gotten a lot better with, you know, the the second half of games and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I'm just not that worried yet. We're still on pace. And they're, you don't think that they're embarrassed, right? Like, what, who was it? Jessica, Alana, they've always said, like, these they're humans. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they are hearing it. You saw Robert's upset in person one so i'm pretty sure that they know they got to play better and they they came back tremendously today one highlight is they <laughs> held one soto down to like what do you have two hits out yeah, of all two of that hits in the series yeah, yeah. yeah so that that shows me that the greatest are still being held down by the dodgers 
ultimately. <laughs> am I being, am I reaching? No. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean what, what do you think, Alonzo? I, here's, here's, I, I think it's a couple of things. I think one, there's the distraction of all the Juan Soto sweepstakes. That, that's a thing. And if people don't think that's a thing, then you don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. That's a thing. Um, especially when guys know that there's that many, like today, I forgot how many scouts there was there today. There was a lot of scouts there today. Yeah. Um, but also from a player perspective, you know, it's very possible that if they, if they go and obviously we don't know if they are, if they go out and make that deal, there might be guys on this roster that are a part of that deal. So yeah. I feel like that's a fair point. You know, that, that should be pointed out at, you know, relating to the human element. Um, I think they are playing more consistent. You know, they've been on this stretch where they've been playing really consistent. And as, as we all know with baseball, it's all cyclical. Every once in a while, there's going to be a hiccup. And my, my biggest thing was, is they weren't swept by the nationals. They were able to kind of come out and they had a, a solid outing today. And you kind of had a, a, a good outing by, by guys that you, you know, Obviously, you you got your usual suspects, your your Mookie Betts and your Freddie Freemans of the world that are going out and doing what they're doing, right? But when you got you know the Trace Thompsons of the world, JT's first at bat since what was it, June twenty first? Is that right? Um, yeah. So, you know, again, even Gavin Lux went out there and did the thing. Not, not June twenty first. I'm sorry, July twenty first. July twenty first. I'm sorry, July twenty yeah. first. That's right. Wrong month. My bad. Before they at us. Uh, right. Before before we get yelled at for getting, hey, my bad, English is hard. Um, you know, I mean, my only concern, if I'm being completely honest, is the bullpen. The bullpen has me really sketched out. I'm not worried with Alex Vesia. I'm not worried uh, with, uh, with uh, Evan Phillips. I'm not worried. Even You know, Yancey Almonte has me a little worried, but I think what it is, if I'm being completely honest, when's the last time Yancey pitched? It's been a minute. So you have to take that into account, right? Your starting pitching has is, is been reliable. You know, even poor Mitch White got sent down. Yeah. I, get it's, I get it's a number of attritions and all that stuff. You know, but but at the end of the day, and even he said so himself, he was talking to to, to Dodgers, uh, Dodgers.com. Um, you know, it sucks. He wants to be up here, but he understands, you know, kind of the way that the thing works, right? So for me, if I'm worried about anything, it's the bullpen. Am, am I wrong in, in kind of taking it that way? No, I want to get into the bullpen. But before that, I, I want to hear the optimist here. Babyface, <laughs> does it worry you that we saw this with the Pirates? We saw this with the Rockies. And, hey, guess what? The Rockies are right around the corner again. We're going to Colorado. And now against the Nationals. You've said this earlier in the season that these are games the Dodgers should be winning. So does it concern you? It's not. It's not concerning in a sense, but it's it's disappointing. Like we we discussed, like these are the games that they should be winning, and I mean they have a big enough lead where it's probably not going to come back and bite them in the ass. That's where it worries me when it's a lead like you know like last year where it was like they're neck and neck with somebody and they're losing games that they shouldn't be. So uh, you know, obviously they should they sh- they should have won at least two out of three, and if they would have won two out of three, I would have won the prop bet from last week at six and one. <laughs> But they didn't do that. Now we so, know. Now we know the real issue is. So, so that's what pissed me off about this series. So but, close. So close. Yeah, so close. <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, it, it's just it's frustrating that they continue to lose the teams that they shouldn't lose to. You know, either, you know, like they're, they're not, you know, they're just looking at it and, okay, yeah, we should win these games. I mean, in the playoffs, yeah, we shouldn't face that. But what if there is a team that, that gets in and, 
on paper you look at, yeah, Dodgers should beat this team easily. And for some reason they come in thinking that and the same thing could happen, right? Kind yeah. of like the Nationals did in 2019. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, well, no, I, they I mean, win, right? Right. So, yeah. I mean, you asked oh, about the, the Nationals now. No, no, right? no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, they, they were the wild card team and the Dodgers were, you know, the best team in the NL. I think they won 106 games, something like that. And the Nationals just punched them in the mouth, just directly into the mouth. Ooh. Yeah, no. I mean, but so that feeds what one is, is saying. Yeah. If we yeah. get to that point, okay. Well, don't make me nervous. I'm, I'm really confident I, right now. I like, I like how she just did a complete 180. <laughs> I know, right? We totally convinced her. And if you look, the, the sky is falling. We are chicken little right now. Yeah. And the, the team is 30 games over 500. They have got an 11 and a half game lead. And we're making uh, Alicia over here have a panic attack. Yeah, yes. you're putting the fear in me. <laughs> and, and by the way, for, you know, for all of you that are joining us on the live, uh, chime in. We want to hear your feedback too. If you guys think, if you think we're all wrong, then add us. You know, that's the whole reason we have that. If you think we're all right, add us as well. But either way, we want to hear from you guys to to hear what you're thinking. Juan, you wanted to get into the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. You brought up the bullpen because you know, as usual, Roberts got killed on Twitter this uh, the, these last two games. Uh, I'm not counting today's game, but the prior two games, Roberts got killed, and in particular, he got killed because of his use of the bullpen. You said you were concerned about the bullpen. You know, to me, what's concerning about the bullpen is that the reason why Roberts didn't go to certain guys is because Roberts told us these guys are down. Right. So, like, Evan Phillips has pitched three days in a, uh, three games in a row. So, I get it that this is a long season, and right now that's all the Dodgers are focused on is the regular season, getting these guys through the regular season. But Max Scherzer brought this up in the offseason as to why he had the problems that he had in the postseason was because he said the Dodgers didn't push him enough, the Dodgers didn't use him enough, and because he was underused, which I think is a real thing, which is I think maybe what was happening is happening to Craig Kimbrell is he's not being used the normal way he gets used. What concerns me is like, okay, if we're doing this to our relievers and then when the playoffs come and we need our relievers to go two, three days in a row, I know now with the playoff schedule, it's a little different, but let's remember these playoffs are going to be longer now. It's, yeah. it's an extended format. So we may have relievers pitching more days in a row. Look, it happened in 2017 to, I'm totally blanking now on the uh, moral, Brandon Morrow. Yeah. He was fantastic, and then he just ran out of gas against the Astros because they drove him into the ground. So that's what's concerning to me about the bullpen is that we are giving guys rest, and maybe we are not conditioning their body to exert themselves. But, I mean, like to steal a line from Alonzo, what do I know? I'm just a fat guy who watches baseball. <laughs> maybe these guys need the rest. Uh, I mean, I mean, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Alicia. Well, you just gave me something else to worry about. I was <laughs> about to say, Juan, I'm good. He, they know what they're doing. But I did see Roberts being beat up on Twitter. And I did right. hear a comment from Roberts, right, where he said, expect more of this. When we get towards the end of the season in the playoffs, I, I'm misquoting him. But he basically was warning us, telling us, letting us know there's going to be more of this. Guys are going to know their role is going to be switched up. And 
so that answers your question. We're we're going to see more of this. Do you, what is the solution? I, mean, I, I, I don't know, which is funny because I know that Clevenger is in uh, Babyface's Fight Club. I, I know Babyface wants to literally just dropkick Clevenger when next time he sees him. But Clevenger, I will say this. I thought Clevenger had some bad luck there. Because if Gavin Lux doesn't make the error that he makes, he gets out of that inning. The Dodgers get out of that inning with a lead. And then you see Kimbrell probably in the ninth. You don't see Clevenger go two innings. So, I, I mean, a lot of it is also bad luck. And this is the other reason why. Look, I get it. The Dodgers are a good team. But there's a lot of luck involved in baseball. And that's my level of concern. I'm not, I'm always, when it comes to baseball, there's just so many variables that you can't count on. So many things can go wrong because this is a game of failure. Well, and I'll say this too about Clevenger. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead. I was going to say about Clevenger. I mean, the thing about Clevenger is, yeah, there was bad luck, but he could have got out of that. And he was like, what was he, one and two or 0 and two on the guy that hit the home run, right? So he didn't finish him off. And this is kind of a thing that we've seen with Clevenger. The guy's not very good. I mean, he's he's done this a lot, and he's not one of their most reliable guys. And I get it. I don't understand why he was in that situation in the first place, right? Because the guy's being down or whatever. Yeah. I mean, couldn't Bruce Dar come in? Bruce Dar was available, right? No, isn't Bruce Dar still down? As far as I know, yeah. he's still down. Oh, he's, yeah. he's he's on the IO or something. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's still, I mean, what what was being questioned was why was Clevenger in there with the with the one run lead in the eighth inning, right? So that that's that's kind of where it's like, okay, why why was he in there? I get he was in there, but it's just, I mean, Clevenger, it's just something that we I've seen consistently. He's not very reliable, and and that's why, you know, then he trotted back out there for the ninth, and he gives up four more runs. So it's like. <laughs> I, I want I want you to make your point, Alonzo. I'm going to come back to Clevenger, but I want you to make your point. Well, my point with, with Clevenger was going to be uh, what I think, and this is just assumption, you know, just seeing how Dave operates. I think Dave was trying to put him in a high leverage situation to see what he could get out of it. Now, is that the appropriate time? I don't know. Truthfully, I don't know. But when you have an 11 and a half game lead, when is the appropriate time? You know what I mean? So if you're gonna if you're gonna find out what a guy gives you in a high leverage situation, why not try it there, right? So for me, that I I understand why people are pissed. I get it, you know, because obviously it ended up costing them the game. But you haven't seen Garrett pitch since May 14th, so it's been you know two months. We'll call it two months, you know, and and you're kind of trying to figure out what you're going to get out of that guy because those two outings that he had before he went down were an inning each. So you don't really know what you have in, in that guy, right? So if, if you're trying to find out where this guy fits in, like Alicia said, trying to find out the role that this guy is going to have, why not throw him in there in that situation to see if, if it's going to work? Is it going to bite him in the ass? Probably, but you don't know until you try it, right? And again, that's just me assuming that's what Dave did. I don't know that's what Dave did, but just knowing how Dave operates and kind of how he goes about stuff, that's what I think he did. And this is why Alonzo's a genius because he just made my point for me. So thank you, sir. You're welcome. Appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. We have a comment about uh, too much rest is not good. It could be a momentum killer. And 100%. 100%. Ron started this uh, show off with 
What about the momentum, guys? You should not be losing to the Nationals and two in a row. And I get it. And now I'm panicking. So thank you. I, well, I think that, that was our that was our boy Efren. I, I think that was yeah. Efren who made that comment. That let, let me know if I'm right, Efren. If that if that if that's your name. But I also uh, was thinking that Alicia was going to say that he was that Juan was killing the momentum. That's what I actually thought she was going <laughs> right there. Yes, because I am the Prince of Darkness. Yes, you are so. the Prince of Darkness. I, I but but I will say this again: if if the bullpen is your weakness. In this trade market, that's kind of a bummer because the trade market for relievers in this in this current state of affairs, it's rough. It's a rough trade market. Now, for relievers, now if you want power bats, if you want a frontline starter, different story. But if if all you need is relief pitching, this is a rough market. So that's that's the other thing I'm worried about because they're not you're you're not going to go out and get a Josh Hader. You're not going to go out and get a guy like that in this market because there's just not a guy like that that's available now. The Dodgers do obviously have a knack for finding diamonds in the rough and making something work, you know, but at the same time, you know, who knows what they're going to do? Because, again, I'm still of the party that I don't think they should go out and get a Juan Soto. But, you know, Andrew Friedman said, when a guy like that becomes available, you got to do some talking and you got to see if, if it makes sense. Um, so so I don't know. That's the only worry that I have is, is that. Go ahead. Alicia. Go ahead, Alicia. Like the good school girl that she is raising her hand. <laughs> raising her hand. <laughs> uh, when is training coming back is he coming back supposedly in august supposedly so and, and robert, Dar is on the il i have confirmed he's on the il and robert said yesterday on training that he won't be facing hitters for about maybe a couple more weeks two weeks so he said about late august yesterday so i would i would i would dare say september i would say he's back in september uh with that timeline and then the other guy, Dustin May. I know Dustin May is supposed to be back sometime in August. I know he just threw a rehab assignment yeah. um, in, in Oklahoma City. So that, again, if I still think Dustin May is, is being getting, – they're getting him ready to be a starter. That, that's kind of the way I'm taking it. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be in the bullpen. So if that's the case – then you know you have kind of your usual suspects, and then they, I mean they have to go out and get some bullpen arms. Is kind of the way I take it, or am I completely wrong? No, I I feel look, uh, our friend of the carne asada, and hope well, hopefully he'll be back soon. Juan Toribio had said, you know, the reason why you saw Clevenger out there is because they do need more arms in the bullpen. I yeah. mean they they're they're resting certain guys, and like I said, I can't stress this enough. They didn't have Trinan for a good part of the season. They lost Daniel Hudson. They lost guys that they, these were horses. These are yeah. guys. Trinan is a guy who can pitch a lot. Yeah. Daniel Hudson is a guy who can pitch a lot of games. The Dodgers don't have those guys. So they're relying on other guys here in the bullpen that maybe aren't used to this other workload. And that's another thing that concerns me is where I'm already hearing Tony Gonsolin, we need to rest him a little bit. Tony, God, this is the most the most Tony Gonsolin has pitched. And, and let me just point out to everybody: if this is the most Tony Gonsolin has pitched, he's not even close to pitching as much as everyone else in the league that is up there in ERAs. Sandy Alcantara pitches more innings than him, so that that's what we're talking about here. Uh, and, and we're going to go ahead and pick on on the princess over here because she was so polite and raised her hand again. I'm just panicking now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you, are you having a panic attack? So 
I'm thinking it's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. It's the Dodgers. We're spoiled. Weeks are our expectations are super high. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when we start panicking, I tell myself it's because we want them to win every single game. We want to dominate. We don't just want to win. We want to like flex all of the everything that the Dodgers have going on. What about Haney? He had a great outing today. Could he be moved once guys come back? I mean, I know Bueller hasn't even picked up a ball, but ideally, De Roberts himself said today or yesterday, the quote was, these guys have to, they know the job. Yeah. Their roles could change. He was talking about pitching. So could Haney be moved to a reliever if we need him? I mean... I, I mean, listen, I, I feel like with the pitching right now, I think anything's and everything is on the table. That That's kind of the vibe that I gather. Because, again, Mitch White, it's not like Mitch White was terrible, right? No, I mean, no. did, did he have a horrible outing yesterday? two of his wins. I yeah. was so proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, Mitch White has pitched extremely well every time he's been up. Every yeah. time he goes out. That's why he's the greatest number 66 of all time. Get out of here. Get out of here with it. This guy with his bullshit yeah. over yeah, here. Right? I mean. This, he, he uh oh god what a contrarian but anyway <laughs> um for me I, I i feel like the mitch white thing was just the correspondence to try to get some other bullpen arms up right and and mitch white he's been i, I get it i get the move i and it, no one likes it i don't like it i don't mitch obviously doesn't like it andrew heaney i'll say this i i obviously apologize to him after his first couple starts because he was killing it it sucks that he's having the shoulder inflammation thing shoulder inflammation doesn't just go away that yeah. that's that just does not go away. So that's the only thing that I'm worried about. <laughs> He's just freaking out. I'm now he's just there... never gonna hang out with us ever again. I'm you guys are downers. My... I'm gonna go grab my tequila. I'll be right back. They're <laughs> making me want to cry. <laughs> but, but the thing I think that they're doing with Heaney is I think I to your point, I think I think that's an option in the bullpen. The other thing I wanted to bring up. And again, I don't. We don't know any of this shit. I don't know what Dave's thinking. This is just an assumption based on what they're doing, right? Andrew had a quality start today. He didn't go five innings, but he went four innings, walked three guys, gave up a hit, and struck out four guys for a guy and, coming and, back. And lowered his ERA, by the way. Yes. His ERA was already point five six, and it, and it lowered. <laughs> so, so Andrew Heaney. I mean, that that's a guy that if you can keep healthy, is going to be a huge, huge asset for the for the bottom of the rotation, right? Um. Another guy that we saw twice in this series was David Price. I was actually surprised about that. And, and the thing about David is they've been resting him. I think it was Efren that said that about rest. They've been resting him, and then they finally put him out there for, for these two situations, right, long relief situations. I, I feel like that's a guy that if they're not going to move on from him, that they, you know, kind of like with Albert last year, Albert Pujols, they, you know, they used him you know, as much as they could in, in, in situations where it was, it was the best for the team. Right. And I think David price is a really good viable option for long relief. Clearly he's willing to do that because he's been quietly doing whatever he needs to do to help this team get to the position, you know, to the position of winning the world series. And if you notice the last few years of runs, there's been that vet, right? The veterano, Chase Utley, Theo Albert, David freeze, David price. So, so for me, what better guy to have out in that pen and in that clubhouse to be able to teach these young guys? Because Andrew Heen is still a young guy, right? Tony Gonsolin, young guy. So Walker Beeler, young guy. You have your Clayton Kershaws of the world, and you have him, and you have Julio Diaz, still a young guy too. So having that veteran experience out there is going to be huge, especially in long relief situations. Long story short, 
if they're not able to go out and viably get a bullpen arm, they do have options. It's just a matter of making it work. Jake Reed, another guy today that we hadn't seen in a minute, pitched today. Yeah, he gave up three hits. <laughs> but still, you got to get those guys the reps, right? Yeah, if you yeah. don't give them the reps, then you run into that same situation. You don't know what the, what you're going to get out of them. So I, I do trust Dave Roberts. I, I mean, I'm, I've, I've said it on here time and time again. I'm a huge Dave Roberts proponent. And, and him and Mark Pryor are a fantastic tandem. Yeah. So I trust what they're doing because the, I, their vision is that he was pissed because they, you know, of all this stuff that's going on. But the vision is we're trying to win a World Series. So that if that's the end game and that's what they're doing, hey, do whatever you got to do. But if that means you got to throw out of the Jake Reeds and the David Prices of the world, hey, let's go with it. I mean, I'm cool with it. Even though Garrett Clevenger is in Rogers Fight Club. Well, I, I just think, I mean, that's usually how it happens, right? In a baseball season, you're at the end of the season, it's always going to be some unlikely hero. And it's usually going to be some guy that we probably bashed all season and said, he sucked, why is he even on the team? And then come the playoffs, he's going to end up getting a huge hit and winning us a game and everyone's going to love him and say, hey, I was always a fan of that guy. Like for all I know, you know who might be like the biggest hero and is going to become a Dodger legend might be Hanser Alberto, right? Yeah. Hanser hardly ever plays, you know, but today you get an, an RBI double. So for all I know, it comes at the end of the season in the playoffs, Hanser might be the guy who all of a sudden gets a huge hit and everybody's like, oh, we love Hanser. We could have never have won that World Series. Uh-oh. You guys know what that means, right? It means Alicia's having a panic attack. That that is our our door. Someone's here. It, somebody Someone's open here. the gate. Let's see who's joining us on the carne asada. Let me go look. Stopping by the carne asada for a few moments is a Los Angeles Dodgers infielder and uh, the CFO, the Chief Fun Officer of the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, Hanser Alberto. Hanser, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm happy to be with you guys here. Let's talk a little bit and, you know, let's know each other. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, let's start with that. Uh, you know, a lot of people call you, you know, the, the, the director of fun, right? And I, I firmly believe every clubhouse has to have a CFO, a chief, a chief fun officer. And, and it seems like you're the guy. You're traes el ambiente, siempre estás festejando y, y siempre estás bien, bien loose. So tell us about that. What what is it about you that uh that that just makes it so everywhere you go you just want to have a good time? Um, I've been like that my whole life. You know, I think I grew up that from my dad. Uh, he's a smiling guy the whole time. Uh, no matter the situation is, you know, he's always trying to see the positive stuff. And uh, I think I'm kind of the same guy. And you know, I know this is important. This is a Frustrated game, you know how how much you get frustrated here, and and I think it's very important to have a guy like me, you know, like always have fun, put a smile on my face, you know, try to to make my guys around me feel, you know, feel feel good, uh, feel confident, comfortable, and uh, I think I've been doing a really good job right now. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, and with that, I, I know you know a lot of a lot of folks know that you brought the shaka with you. Uh, when you uh, when you join the team, but there's some other celebrations that we've been seeing. So we wanted to ask you about them. So last year there was the dunk. Now it's changed up. What can you tell us about those celebrations when guys get on, when they hit a home run, all that stuff? 
Oh, this one, yeah, I, uh, so I switch it up. Like, you know, new year, new season, so we got to uh, switch it up. Whatever, you know, happened last year, it is in the past, so now we got to move forward. And now we come here. This is a trade tournament. Um, you know that movie, The Wall Street, something yeah. like that? The Wolf of Wall yeah, Street? Yeah, when the guy yeah. was and hit it with the microphone, I think that was fun, and he was kind of doing the same he does, and... <laughs> So that's, that, that one is pretty fun, too. Go ahead, Alicia. You're on mute. mute. You're on mute. It is fun. And thank you for joining us. Since we since I joined this podcast, the Bleed Lows podcast, we like to have fun, too. And I'm like, we have to have Hanser on because he is so fun. I love your energy. So exciting to watch. Um, what is different about Los Angeles? I mean, I'm, I'm a diehard, lifelong Dodger fan. We all are. But you played in Texas. You played in Baltimore, Kansas City. What is special or different about Los Angeles? Can you think of some things, anything? Uh, man, this organization is amazing. This is great thing as far as this is my best experience in baseball right now. Uh, you know, the group we have, so talented, you know, you're learning something new from a different guy every single day. We don't have only one hero here, so every day we got a different one, uh, you know, put a lot of hard work, uh, the chemistry we have. So since we wake up, that's the best part. Since we wake up in the morning, uh, we think and win the game. You know, we come to the state with uh, 95% that we're going to win the game that day. That's the mindset. So we don't come here just to, to develop, you know, just like to give better. Now we come here to win the game. And I think this is a, a great mindset that the organization have. And uh, I think the talent, the talent that we got here, this is amazing. And that's, a, that's the thing that made this thing special. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be part of it. That is so awesome. So what about, like, do you like living in Los Angeles? Or is there anything different or better i don't want to get you in trouble with texas or baltimore but. <laughs> <laughs> no la is pretty big you know you got a lot of stuff to do here and uh i don't i don't like to go out that much but you know i've been some places that are really nice uh the friend the fans here i think they're the best you know they support us wherever we're going especially you know home we got out a full house every day and then we, wherever we go. So we, we see a lot of Dodger fans and that make us, you know, uh, better. Uh, we want to work hard for them and try to win game for them. Uh, but this series is special. It is special. And uh, is there, is there some, does it matter to you or have you noticed how many Latinos show up at Dodger stadium? Like, does that, does that make you feel good? Do you feel any different? And do you see how special it is? I mean, because there is nothing, no place like Dodger Stadium. And I say the same thing about the fans. But like, muchos Latinos, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, a lot of Latinos every day. And it's good to, to see people when they call out your name, they can speak your same language. You know, that's, that's amazing. That makes you feel like a home. Especially for me, you know, come from Dominican Republic. So as a Latin guy, you know, it's good for me to to meet people, you know, Latin guys from Mexico, wherever they come. 
Well, it's fun. You know, it's better when people call out your name, like I say, and you guys start to, uh, we got we start talking, you know, same language, and that's 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 pretty good. Well, then I will defer to Juan now. <laughs> Hanser, te prometí que lo íbamos a hacer en Spanglish, entonces ahorita yo te voy a hablar en español. Mira, yo estuve en el partido uh, ayer y, y vi que estabas haciendo batting practice y tú fuiste el primer jugador, pelotero, el primer pelotero cuando terminó de uh, batting practice, fuiste allí a hablar con los fanáticos y estabas tomando fotos con la, los fanáticos. ¿Por qué, uh, para ti, por qué es importante tener una relación con los fanáticos, con los que vienen a ver los partidos? Bueno, pienso que ellos solamente ven eh, o sea, la parte deportiva de nosotros, no ven el terreno, eh, pero quizá no tienen ese acercamiento para conocer la calidad de humanos que somos, tú sabes, personal. Y creo que hace bien, nosotros desde esta plataforma eh, significamos mucho para los fanáticos, la gente que nos sigue, especialmente los niños que vienen subiendo. Eh, tú sabes, cuando tenemos la oportunidad de, de regalar una pelota, una foto, un autógrafo, pues siempre... Eh, trato de hacerlo porque sé lo importante que es. Yo también estuve como ellos en algún momento, tú sabes, eh, viendo superestrellas, eh, deseando tomarme una foto con alguno de esos peloteros de mi país. Y muchas veces se dio, otras veces no, no se pudo dar. Entonces ahora que eh, yo estoy en este lado, pues tengo la oportunidad de hacer feliz a otra persona, pues pienso que es muy importante, ya que eso le deja un buen recuerdo y eso, tú sabes, vivirá para siempre ya en, en, en el corazón de, de esa persona. Bueno, hablé con tu jefe, Dave Roberts, y dio tres ejemplos de peloteros que piensan que tal vez ya cuando se retiren van a ser managers en béisbol. Dijo Justin Turner y también te nombró a ti. ¿Tienes tú algún deseo ya después de que termines de jugar de hacer manager en las ligas grandes? Uh, bueno, hasta ahora no pienso en eso, o sea, pienso que todavía me queda mucho por jugar, pero sí, siempre iba aprendiendo, yo he hablado eso con él, eh, él siempre me dice, mira, ya para el futuro, cuando tú te veas, pienso que tú tienes material para eso, de, de ser o sea, manager, entonces tú tienes que mirar los movimientos, de hablar, llevar, tener buena relación con el pitching coach que sabe, que sabe de los pitchers, tener buena comunicación y siempre paro, eh, estoy mirando, estoy viendo ahí eh, los movimientos, las cosas que se hacen para así siempre uno aprender eh, ciertas cosas. Bueno, estábamos hablando, nosotros somos un podcast de puros latinos, somos tres mexicanos aquí, somos los únicos aquí en Los Ángeles que nos enfocamos en los Dyers. Tengo dos preguntas que te tengo que hacer. La primera es, cuando yo era joven, siempre me gustaba ir a restaurantes, ir a comer. Me gustaría, vamos a Shakey's, a comer pizza, unas papas mollo. Pero mis padres siempre me decían, no, hay frijoles en la casa. Entonces nos vamos. Tú eres do dominicano. dominicano. Mucho, hemos tenido dominicanos, hemos tenido puertorriqueños en el programa. ¿Cuál es la palabra en español para beans. Eh, ok, la habichuelas. Nosotros okay. le decimos habichuelas, creo que ustedes dicen frijoles, ¿no? Nosotros decimos frijoles. ¿Por qué se ofenden ustedes cuando usamos nosotros la palabra frijoles? <risa> Tus padres te decían, no, hay habichuelas en la casa. Vas a, sí. vas a comer habichuelas en la casa. Sí, allá en Dominicana se dice habichuela y sí, ponle habichuela al arroz, a los tacos, whatever, tú, le, tú sabes, pero... 
no me, bueno, yo en particular no me molesto cuando te dicen frijoles, en Venezuela le dicen caraota y así sucesivamente. Eso no tengo problema, o sea que cada país tiene su cultura diferente, pero al final tú sabes, es alimento, es comida, que es lo importante y donde quiera, que si yo voy a, Mes a México, eh, si es frijoles, yo sé que habichuela, o sea, como quiera va a estar buena, hay que comer. Bueno, y, y, y Alicia había dicho antes, allí en Dodgers Stadium, para mí la mayoría de los fanáticos son latinos. Y cada vez, se me hace que los martes siempre hay mariachi allí. Le oh, hemos preguntado sí. a Max Muncy, le hemos preguntado a Edwin Rios, a cualquier pelotero que viene en el programa le preguntamos, ¿ya se enfadaron del, del mariachi o a ti te gusta el mariachi como dominicano? No, él es bien, él hace buen trabajo, eh, la gente le gusta cuando él viene, los muchachos aquí se divierten mucho, cantan muchas de las canciones que él canta, eh, y, o sea, este es mi primer año, yo no me he cansado, primera vez que lo veo este año, y, y de verdad que es un gozo, eso también atrae público, el público se divierte, no solamente eh, se enfoca en el partido, sino que también... Tú sabes, pueden escuchar buena música, música mexicana, porque la mayoría latinos, pues, o sea, la mayoría mexicanos, otros de Centroamérica, Sudamérica, que también escuchan, tú sabes, los mariachis, y, y se siente bien, el ambiente se pone mejor. Bueno, última, ya se la voy a dejar allí, Alonso, pero te quería preguntar, en el Clubhouse, ¿cuál es la música que domina? ¿Hay la, la, la banda o ustedes vienen con su reggaetón? ¿Cuál es la música? ¿Quién domina ahí en el clubhouse cuando se viene a la música? Bueno, aquí Muki y JT tienen como un espacio de DJ. Tienen ah. ahí todo lo de un DJ con todos sus platos, la música. Eh, antes del juego pone, tú sabes, música latina, reggaetón, cosas así latinas, música de, de, ¿sabes? Que, te, que te mueva para ponerte el ambiente en el juego. Ya luego, después del partido, cuando ganamos, obviamente, también ponen ya o sea, música americana, pero es movida, ya o sea, en forma de celebración y eso. Órale, Alonso. Uh, si no están siguiendo a Hanser Alberto, if you're not following him on the Instagram, go follow him. El Potro07, solid follow. Uh, de hecho, le, le quería preguntar una última cosa. Uh, who is the best dressed guy in that clubhouse? Because oh. I see your Instagram. I see your Instagram, and I see, and I see, and I see the fit checks. I see him. So who is the best dressed guy? Portable, like Mookie. Nobody's like Mookie. He's the no best. One. No one. Like, he is style, how he dressed, like, the combination, like, amazing. Mookie's the best. So who would, you say is, who would you say is the close second to Mookie? Close second? <laughs> uh... Y te estoy dando oportunidad. No seas humilde, Hanser. No seas humilde. Di la verdad. Di la verdad. Eres tú, ¿verdad? I like, I like too much, you know, like look nice and even come to the stadium, you know, but Mookie by far. The, uh, the, humble, the humble caballo, Hanser Alberto. Uh, again, go check him out. Uh, follow him. Uh, thank you for joining us for a few minutes. Best of luck the rest of the way, and hopefully we can catch up with you down the road. All right, man. Thank you for having me. Have fun, and go Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Next, time, next time we'll talk about the Winter League. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Hanser. Thank you. There you have it, Hanser Alberto. Real quick, uh, there was a passing bomb uh, just happened a few minutes ago. Uh, the New York Yankees have acquired Andrew Benintendi from the Kansas City Royals. 
uh, for three minor league pitchers. So trade season started. Trade season has begun. Uh, shout out to John Boy. Jimmy O'Brien wanted a trade. There you go, Jimmy. You got your trade, bro. And it happens to be your team. So, uh, so it, it begins. And by the way, for those of you that don't know, the deadline is Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It, where the year has flown by. Yes. Yeah, yes, it has. And I, I know I uh, can't wait to see Andrew, uh, that Yankees, when they go up to Toronto and play in that series. I, think I see Andrew's, what you do there. Uh, Andrew's going to help them a lot, I think, there in, that, in uh, that series. Tell me you're petty without being petty. All right, then. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th- a huge thanks to Hanser Alberto for uh, for stopping by for a few minutes. Uh, T, and you can tell right away, right? You know, he's he's a loose guy. He's a really, really loose guy. And every clubhouse needs that. And I, you know, I started it with referring to him as the CFO. I feel like a CFO is is the most important, one of the most important roles in that clubhouse, in any clubhouse. And uh, and he does a hell of a job. And huge thanks to him too for also kind of giving us the insight as as to the uh, the celebratory things. But uh, wanted to start with you, Juan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what uh, what were your takeaways from Hanser? You know, uh, he uh, I I can see why Robert said that he would have a future in managing. Uh, I, I think it's very important, and it, you could say probably the most successful managers in the history of the game were not superstars. They were utility guys, guys on the bench, guys who could relate to everyone on the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see how Hanser, you know, can interact with the superstars, like saying that Mookie is, you know, a great fashion person. But then also, I think Hanser can relate to the fact that he, you know, won't doesn't play any every day. So he can relate to that guy who's at the end of the bench. One of the things I noticed uh, when I was at the game on Monday covering it was uh, Dave Roberts talking to every of uh, the guys who didn't play that much who don't get enough playing time while they're taking batting practice. And one of the guys he was hyping up was Hanser. Hanser was hitting some home runs. He was he was looking really good in batting practice. And Dave Roberts was totally talking him up. And that, you may not think that's a big deal, but when you show up to the stadium every day, you don't play every day, but you gotta be ready in case of an emergency that you might play. I think being able to give that kind of encouragement and most importantly, let you know I'm behind you, I support you, and and I'm going to fight for you. So that to me is is what really stuck out. I mean, he was very personable. And uh, just look, we've interviewed a lot of players on this uh, on this show, and we can sense the difference when you when you talk to somebody who likes to talk and somebody who doesn't like to talk. Fair. Alicia? No, I, I'm just happy we finally got to talk to him. I've wanted to talk to him for a while. I wasn't lying when I said I love his energy. Um, when I go to games, I listen a lot to the people around me and love him or hate him. Even though he does not play often, they all know him. They all react to whether he's high-fiving, hanging over the rails, his signs. So I love that. I love it. It's effective. It's working. And... Um, I should I apologize for really trying to force some compliments about Dodger fans? <laughs> I, well, I I mean I I just don't think the players know your uh, Paula Abdul of this show. I mean that's just what it what it comes I'm down like, to. Can you say something nice about the Dodger fans? <laughs> <laughs> when I really should have just been like, yo, like I, again, it was cool that he stopped by. Uh, thank you. 
for coming out and, and making my day because I wanted to talk to him for a long time and I want him to know that he's appreciated. And and like you guys said, we need someone like that. We miss Kike. We I even miss Puig. Like, don't don't come at me, baby face. The greatest but... 66 ever. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about the, the presence, you know, eventually kind of wore off on the guys, talking about Puig. But remember, there was a moment where when Ben Scully gives you a nickname. You yeah. are somebody. So yeah. there was a moment where Pui was that guy in the club, in the clubhouse, in the dugout. So I feel like I have to defend myself if I say something nice about Pui. Uh Roger, <laughs> uh, what what uh what what was your takeaway from uh from Hanser? I think we've 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 brought this up, you know, before. Remember we were talking about that high energy guy that the Dodgers didn't have after Kike left. So the last couple of seasons they didn't have that guy, and now Hanser brings that to the to the team the clubhouse and i think it's showing because in past seasons when they get into a little funk you kind of see the team kind of like you, you just kind of seem different so it kind of seem off and so far this year they haven't really had that much of a you know bad funk where they're uh, you know large you know long losing streaks but i think you know hanser does help just keeping them loose keeping that vibe you know just fresh and just upbeat you know every game whether you know they win or they lose he kind of just brings that energy every every day. Yeah, I th- no, I think he was he was one of those like I remember when the Dodgers went out and got Max Muncy, right? And everyone's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And I think it worked out. I, I think that that one's worked out. H- Hanser, I think, is kind of in that same boat because you don't necessarily get the guy just because he's a good ball player. That's the thing that kind of gets lost, you know, as, as Juan says that, that the lead has been buried with him. He can ball. He's a really good infielder. He's got a really electric bat, um, but he also knows his role. And him understanding his role and knowing what he needs to do, I think that's huge, right? And and the thing that I like that he he pointed out real quick, right out the gate, is the organization. How good the organization is, the culture, you know, and they also all understand what the expectation is. They all show up to the ballpark knowing that they can win every single game. And that they know that the ultimate goal is to win a championship. So for me, if you know, if it's you know from the bottom down or bottom up, however you want to look at it, role players, superstars, all that jazz. If they all know that, then then hey, kudos to Dave because Dave is the one that cultivates that culture, right? So that you know, again, we're spoiled as Dodger fans. We we say it all the time, but for guys to understand their role, that's that's fantastic. Uh, as we get into trade season, uh, I, I wanted to, to quote a Ken Rosenthal thing because it's Dodgers related. Uh, Rosenthal just tweeted out that Ben Benintendi's uh, vaccination status was never discussed. Uh, sources tell him and Jason Stark um, and the Yankees aren't worried about that series in Toronto one. Um, but uh, the Dodgers and the Milwaukee Brewers were also in Toronto were also in the mix for Andrew Benintendi. I'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised by that. Uh, especially the Toronto thing, but um, the Dodgers and the Brewers, the Brewers making moves kind of, I'm a little surprised, but, but the Dodgers going out there, obviously they're, they're kicking tires on people. It goes back to the point of Friedman making that point that when a guy like Soto becomes available, you have to kick the tires. So I just wanted to ask you guys before we, uh, we start to wrap this thing up. Is there anyone here in this, in this uh, group chat here that uh, thinks that they're going to get Juan Soto? No, I I don't think they're going to get Juan Soto. Alicia? No. You thought about it, so that's why I'm asking you. It looked like you thought about it, at least. No, I just, 
because I we discussed this before. I, I there are other people that we've named that they should go after. I say I talk like I'm management. There are other people <laughs> we would hope that they go after. <laughs> but no, I don't I don't believe Soto's coming. Roger. I don't think he's coming. He thinks but, he's coming. Uh, I, he thinks. I don't think he's coming, but I heard from someone that's connected to the from someone that's connected to the you know a little better to the Dodgers than, than I am, that it's entirely possible today. So Oh, I don't doubt that it's entirely oh, I, possible. I know it's possible. I just yeah. <laughs> I mean it's but it's more than just a straight no. I mean it, it's like they're really like looking into it. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Freeman said it himself. If yeah. if a guy like that comes available, I mean, the, the Mookie Betts deal that came out of nowhere too. You know what I mean? We got RKO'd out of nowhere with that one. But uh, but, but uh, I, I Vegas odds the Dodgers are second, right? They're right behind uh, the Padres as who the favorites are to win, and Vegas rarely loses. So yeah. <laughs> the house, the house rarely loses. Right. I, mean, if, I think if he gets traded, I, I seen who like the Mets, the Padres, the Dodgers, uh, Cardinals. Um, I mean, I don't see them. I don't see them moving him to the Mets. No, just no just chance. because it's you know division. No uh, so if it's going to happen, it's probably going to be like the Padres or the Cardinals. I think he'll be a Padre. I think that's where that's he's going to Vegas is Padre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and a, a dark horse in here, guys, is don't forget about the Tampa Bay Rays. I, 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 the only reason I, I, I and I'm serious, I'm serious about that just because they have a lot of injuries, they have injuries, but the Rays have the kind of talent that they, they could give up to get Soto and then flip him the last year of his contract to replenish the farm system. Yeah. Yankees were in that discussion too, right? And now with Benetani, would that put them out of it? I, I think it would. I mean, from what I, what it's been reported is that the Yankees don't uh, they don't want to give up any of their big time prospects. So and I mean in this trade they gave up their I think it was like their twelfth, nineteenth, and like seventeenth you know ranked pitching prospects. So I honestly and also this Steinbrenner regime is completely different than from when George was around. So I I I, I say this with all due respect to Yankees fans. I just don't think that they're going to pull that trigger. If they haven't re-signed Judge, there's no way that they're going to back up the Brinks truck for Juan Soto for a shorter deal. Because that's ultimately what I think it is. I don't think they're pissed about the amount of money. It's just the amount of time on the deal. So so if that's the case, I don't see the Yankees pulling that off either. That's just me. That's a hot take. Uh, <laughs> you can add me for it. Now, uh, do you, you, you think the Nationals are completely done? Because they can still come back with another offer, right? And give him what he wants i think they're done only because they're they're trying to sell the team and that that's one of the things that needs to be cleared up with with any sort of new ownership regime and if you have a superstar player that doesn't want to be there there's no sense in turning doing that turnover a bit and just you know kind of replenishing and starting over right it's more attractive to an owner um i i don't think i i mean if if he's made it clear dude doesn't want to be there and he's not going to re-sign anything get whatever you can for him while you can that's all you can do. That's why I'm still shocked the Yankees have not re-signed Aaron Judge. Because if that dude walks for free, yo, that that's a bigger party foul than trading Juan Soto even next year if they don't get what they want. That, here's the thing about Juan Soto. They're going to get what they want. They're going to find a way to get that package that they want. It's just a matter of finding the party to give it to them, right? So, so the, And they know who can give it to them. 
And I, I just don't see how that ends up well. I mean, the, and also it's just the distraction too. If you go into spring training with that trade talk again, go into the trade season again, all-star game again, that's not that's not cohesive for a clubhouse. I mean, that's just me. Uh, I think those are very good points. Uh, so let, let's get into our predictions, folks. Let's uh, wrap things up. Let, let's just get a, a recap of... Uh, of last week. So last week, uh, Alonzo and Alicia and myself, we all agreed uh, the Dodgers would go five and two. You said you, you said they were going three and four. Uh huh. Yeah. Say that? Yeah. <laughs> Who made that pick for me? Because it didn't sound like my voice. Good thing we record the shows, right, Babyface? And then we have actual <laughs> hey, audio. Al- proof. Alonso agreed. Uh huh. The only reason I agreed is uh, that's that's all we had to work on at the time. So I uh, the good thing is I, I keep the receipts on the text, so I know what my picks were. And then uh, Babyface went six and one, and he just missed it. He just missed it, and that's why. Yeah, uh, I, I, I blame Clevenger. Yeah, Clevenger. That's that's why he has the uh, strongly uh, strong hate for Clevenger. And joining so, us next week in the Canasada is Garrett Clevenger. Yeah, so, so that should make uh, a very very interesting interview. Yeah. Uh, so just to recap the standings, in first place is yours truly with seven points. Oh, I see. I see why you started it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. In second is Alonzo with six. Alonzo got a nice bump because he won the parlay. He picked the American League in, in the All Star game. The only one of us that picked the American League, so he Vegas got a nice. Never loses, bro. He got a nice bump there. So he and Alicia are both tied in second place with six points. And then Babyface has four points, and our listeners have two points. So don't 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 count out our listeners. So those of you guys who are on the live, chime in with your picks for next week. We have eight games. They play four in Colorado, and then they go play four in San Pancho. So, uh, uh, Alicia, ladies first. Yeah, see, Colorado makes me nervous, and history repeats itself. And we had, was it, friend of the Congress other D-Train. Dontrell talked about what happens when you're in Colorado. So that makes me nervous. So for... This whole episode is just about making Alicia I am nervous. So stressed. Oh, oh, we need to goodness. get a new hashtag going. Hashtag Alicia's panic attack. Yes. You look like you're in a panic room. I mean, if we're yeah, being told yeah, right? Right? Yeah. Muddy my nails. Uh, yeah, this is definitely an emotional one for me. Um, I'm going to say we split Colorado and Padres, we win three. Giants. So, Giants. So, I'm sorry. Padres, Giants. Padres, on Pancho. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yes, I'm going to stick with that. So two and two. Oh, no, four and four doesn't sound like me, right? Or <laughs> doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I got to stick to my optimism. I want to be, you know, I want to believe. See what you guys did to me? I, first of all, we broke Alicia. I, we I broke Alicia. Broke I blame let's, go, let's go five and three. All right. Okay. That's, I'm going to go four and four. And uh, for for before I get added, it, it, the Coors Field effect is real. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go four and four, solely on that. Um, yeah. So four and four. So my I'm gonna give my picks and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for my boy Sports I saw, Empire. I was gonna bring it up. Well done. So uh, Sports Empire, this is for you. Let me tell you about hard time, <laughs> because I think the Dodgers, the Dodgers of Los Angeles. I'm going to go through a hot time on this road trip. And I'm picking the Dodgers to go three and five 
on this road trip. Hater, man. Hater. Wow. He took he took the Prince of Darkness bit and ran with it. You're a heel, sir. By hey, the way, man. is your wife around? Did she hear you do this? Or your daughter? She, cr- you? she, she cringes. Uh, she cringes anytime I put Saturday night's main event on on the Peacock. And she just thinks... Actually, she feels a lot of empathy for you, Alicia. She feels like when she listens to the show, she feels your eye roll. When actually a lot, a lot of people who listen to the show have told me, "Poor Alicia." When we go on our wrestling tirades, they're just like, "Oh my!" And the response to the wrestling, I'm just like, "Jiminy Cricket, this is a thing. This is a thing that I need to learn about." We haven't even talked about it yet. WWE is TV 14 now. Hey, go ahead, Roger. (laughs) You get what did you say? Four and four. Yeah, I said four and four. Juan, Juan, by the way, brutal, brutal prediction. But I get why, though. I get why. What happened last time they were in Coors Field? And Efren? That that was uh, last time. I want to give a a shout-out to Efren because Efren, first of all, yes, Hanser does give me Juan Uribe vibes. He absolutely does. I just hope nobody sticks a banana in in his mouth because I I just felt that was really inappropriate. Uh, And then Efren, I mean, you hate Coors Field. There's something too. about that that field. The Dodgers don't play well. And I, I, I don't know. I think uh, when you lose two out of three to the worst team in the National League and you're going on the road, there might there might be a little letdown. And we're gonna about to go into the dog days of summer. And next week is the trade deadline. Yeah. So depending what the Dodgers do, they may be shorthanded in, in some game. So they could very easily lose games that they should win. That's all I'm saying. And if you've if you've never been to Coors Field, even if you just go as a fan, bro, you get tired. So I can't even imagine for guys that walk off a plane, hey, we're going to go play. Damn. Like, it, it takes you a couple of days to kind of adjust to, to the altitude. So uh, go ahead, Alicia. I, uh, today, if you were listening to the game, the broadcast with uh, Hershiser Davis, they were talking about just the flight alone. Yeah. is sketchy right the airport so that makes me nervous that flight is crazy it doesn't yeah. get any easier every time we do it but i'm still not going to change my mind i'm sticking with five and three and i want to give a shout out to frank carion and simeon they're going with me that that, <laughs> makes, that gives me hope <laughs> so what so what i what i gather here is is roger's gonna go six and two that that's that's what i'm thinking or eight no uh, i i don't know <laughs> eight and oh. Let's hear, let's hear it, babyface. Let's get that prediction so, in. So I th- they're going to win the series in, in Colorado. They'll go three and one. Okay. And then I actually think they'll still win San Francisco, but I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to go two and two in San Francisco. So babyface is going five and three. So I just want to extend my apologies. Alicia literally put her head down right now when she heard you say five and three no, because she knows <laughs> she knows she just lost next week. Yeah. Uh, Frank and Simeon, my condolences no. to you guys. I wish I want to thank you guys for participating, but it doesn't look like you guys are going to win next Not week. Promising. And it's nothing that we're, you guys did win. wrong. We're it is nothing win. that you I mean, guys. Well, actually, no, there is something they did wrong. They made the wrong prediction. Because Roger came in and stole the thunder. We, we, so don't our, Juan, we know Juan's not going to win, that's for sure, though. Our condolences. How pissed are you going to be if I end up winning? Bro, if they go if they go three and five, first if of all. If they do, it's your fault. If they do, it's your fault because you just. Here it is. I already heard it. 
Why? Because I'm the only, is this why I have the label of being the Prince of Darkness? Because I'm the only one that's objective on here. You have to use this. In, hey, look, one, a, a great, fantastic movie I encourage everyone to see is Martin Scorsese's uh, Casino, right? Right. I am like Sam Ace Rothstein, all right? Wow. I'm looking at all okay. the variables. I'm <laughs> checking everything out. You know, who the field goal kicker is sleeping with? What's the wind trajectory? I'm looking at all that stuff. I'm taking into account that they just lost two out of three to the worst team in the National League. And now they're going to go to a place that they didn't play well at last time. Okay. I think they're going to lose three out of four in Colorado and split in San Pancho. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm impressed that you had the wherewithal to humbly not call yourself Martin Scorsese at the same time too. Like, hey, I mean, you, you took it there and I was just like, oh, okay, this dude's running with the football. There, and, there you go. Ace is high. Juan, so. when the Dodgers uh, take the series in Colorado, can we get um, some kind of like a sweet yeah. something? Yeah. I want, not an apology, no, but yeah, I want you to, I, I, I want I want you to post it on Facebook. It will be there on our Facebook. Yeah. Let's we'll, we'll say one that series. I, I will do that. I, I will make, I will, I, mean, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope I'm wrong because that sure. means sure. Well, I, 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 can I sacrifice myself for face. this team. Okay. Right. I do whatever yeah. is good for this team to win. And my boy sports empire is the only one who realizes that's why he F's with me because <laughs> I'm the only realistic Dodger fan. Thank you. Sports empire. My boy right there. And the only one other than Alonso who it's, recognizes my Dusty Rhodes impression. So is Sports thank Empire, you, Sports Empire. Is, is Sports Empire in, at your house? Is that somebody else tweeting from your house? Or no, Sports Empire is on the East Coast, bro. We need to thank him. We do. For, it's like, you know, 11 o'clock where he's at right now. But he still joins wow. us on the Carne Asada. And we, I appreciate your support, Sports Empire, and I appreciate you. We you do. know what Absolutely. I don't appreciate? The support for Juan. I don't appreciate that support because right. you know what you're doing? You're enabling him. You're enabling. You're an enabler. I, I do not stand Let with one. We appreciate Juan. the support, though. I do right. not stand with one. We're going to make two kinds of shirts. <laughs> I, I, as, as the conductor of the I do not stand with Juan train, uh, I've been not standing with Juan since the start. Uh, sir, you, there's a reason why you're the asshole. Look, let me, yeah, I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. But I just want to point this out there. If the Dodgers get Juan Soto, oh, guess what's the next shirt the Bleed Lows podcast is making? I Go ahead. with Juan. Exactly. with Juan. Exactly. Exactly. And as we go to wrap this up, I, I want everyone to make a prediction, a hot, a hot take prediction for the trade because we obviously aren't going to do a show until, until after, ish. So I want to hear from each of you. Who do you, what do you think is going to? It doesn't even have to be Dodgers related. It can be any any trade, any trade of any kind. Go ahead. Oh jeez. Um. I, you know what? I, I think it's all going to be a lot of small trades. Yeah. Uh, I do the blockbuster trade. I do think uh, is going to be Juan Soto to the show pods because I think the show pods are going to overpay because Preller, uh, I think, is desperate uh, down in San Diego. Uh, if the show pods, you know, they put in a lot of money there. Yeah, they have. And if they don't make the playoffs, because right now there is no guarantee that they're going to make the playoffs. So I, I can see them. But again, and we've talked about this on other shows, 
the price that every other team is going to pay for Juan Soto is still going to be cheaper than what the price is the Dodgers would have to pay to get Juan Soto because the Dodgers prospects are more valued than other teams. So that's the thing that sucks yeah. is that the Dodgers are always going to pay a higher price when it comes to trades. Like, if the Dodgers end up getting Luis Castillo, which we never talked, we didn't talk about. I don't I think the Dodgers you, are going to get him, by the way. I guarantee you they're going to pay a higher price than other teams are to get Luis Castillo. I mean, how many times did we see trades last year where we're just like, what? Like, they <laughs> what? got this guy for what? This is what they gave up? Meanwhile, when they go to deal with the Dodgers, they want the Dodgers' top prospects. So. What about you, Alicia? I know you don't dive as deep as we do, but I'm just kind of curious from from uh, optimism of Picolandia, what, uh, <laughs> what, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I do believe all things withstanding that Soto will go to the Padres. I love what uh, Sports Empire, he had a comment earlier that made me laugh. Um, hopefully he goes to the Padres so there could be some competition. Ouch. Like, that's what they need. They need more stars. I think he also said, Sports Empire, that Soto's going to go there and get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was Ephraim. I think Ephraim said that. Oh, Ephraim said that? Dang. I love our viewers. Thank you for also hanging brutal. out with us. God. God dang. Um, I, I do think, again, I'm not saying it's an absolute. If all things stay as they are now, the trajectory, the trajectories, that's what I feel is going to happen. I wish, I wish, I wish, we've discussed this before, that we would get Luis Castillo but it kind of fizzled out, right? Like that's not happening. So maybe there's some, you know, multi-team trade going on with smaller guys and we will reinforce our bullpen and that's all we can hope for. I can't tell you exactly which pitchers or how, but we also mentioned, you gentlemen mentioned that Slim Pickens in that area. So no say, I just, I hope that the Dodgers keep doing what the Dodgers are good at. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to Trey Turner until he came to the Dodgers. I knew he was good, but now he's like up there as one of my favorite Dodgers. In fact, I have his bobblehead right here. (laughs) Alicia, before uh, we go to Babyface, uh, can you uh, tell us the breaking news out of OKC? (laughs) Did I, the one I sent you? Yeah, yeah. I want Alicia to break this uh, for (laughs) our listeners there. There's some breaking news from OKC. So, Let's go to the sports desk and Alicia, give us the update. Okay, uh, this just in. Making his first appearance with OKC, Pedro Baez was called for a clock violation before he threw his first pitch. There you go, Dodger fans. Get ready. Get ready. La Mula is coming to Dodger Stadium. And I I better not hear any boos when La Mula goes and takes the mound. I want a standing ovation for that man. All right? So I I don't want to hear it. There's a hot take. Dodgers won't trade for a pitcher, but Pedro Baez will be up next week. <laughs> and, he'll, and, he'll get a, and he'll get a shot clock violation too. <laughs> I mean, good thing. Good thing they don't have that. Up, they don't have that here yet. Yet, no. yet. Yeah, yet. My dad calls him binol. It's so mean. Oh, <laughs> that's oh man, I can't also, wait to wear my Mula jersey next uh, next homestand. Go support La Mula. I can't wait. And, and Juan Efren, Efren said that they're just getting to the hotel, so they're going to be plenty rested. For the game tomorrow. Hey, look! Oh, hey. I hope they win. Same. I hope they win. But do you guys all have amnesia? 
Do you not remember what happened the last time the Dodgers were in Coors And what's the mentality of a baseball player? You forget what happened yesterday. No, you don't. Okay, so why don't you forget what what Garrett Clevenger did? I'm not a baseball player. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I'm still pissed from shit. Hey, that that should be a new drop. We should have a new drop. I'm not a baseball player. Yeah, because I'm still pissed from shit from like 2006, bro. And so, I mean, they, they don't forget what they did. No. Hey, I got news for you. I'm pissed from 1985. Tom Fear, if I see you, your ass is mine, Tom Fear. And he's not even a baseball player is the best part. Roger, what's your prediction? That was my prediction. They're not, they're not going to get an arm, and we'll see Baez up real soon. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think the Los Angeles – I'm sorry, the New York Yankees will, uh, will acquire Luis Castillo. Uh, I, I don't see him being a Dodger. Um, and I also think it's either going to be the Padres or the Cardinals where Juan Soto goes if he goes. Um, and I think the Dodgers will just make a bunch of small moves for relief arms. Um, I agree with you, though, Juan. I think it's going to be a, a relatively quiet trade market. You know, you kind of like the Ben Attendee thing, we knew that was coming. Like, that's not a surprise. I'm just surprised that happened today. But, um, but it, it's. That was I like think- a shot in the arm, though. It was to get the move the movement going. Um, I yeah, I don't think it's going to be like a, a a climactic. I hope it is though. I mean, I hope it ends up being like a crazy trade deadline. But uh, if anything kind of shows what it's been the last couple of years, I don't I don't foresee it uh, happening. Uh, Jesus, I think Yaquez. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see your name, bro. My bad. Uh, any interest for JD Martinez? Uh, uh, he doesn't really fit the mold for the Dodgers. You know, he's a bat, but he doesn't play multiple positions. Not really what the Dodgers like, so I, I don't foresee that being a thing. Do you think that, Juan? I I hear that a lot. The issue at hand is if you trade for JD Martinez, he's strictly a D, uh, G, JD Martinez. He's strictly a DH. Yeah. So what are you going to do with Justin Turner? What are you going to do? Jim you know, Lane. we've been seeing the Dodgers uh, play Will, uh, Will Smith a lot at the DH with Austin Barnes catching. So you're going to lose a little bit of flexibility if you trade for J.D. Mart- JD Martinez. I, I just I think right now you, you I would love to get another pitcher, starting pitcher, but someone who is elite, not somebody, you know, that's going to be at the end of the rotation. Because uh, I just don't think you can depend that Bueller is going to make it back and expect Bueller to be the Bueller of 2018. Well, and you again, know? Blake Trinan. Blake Trinan is delayed. They yeah. need relief arms, so they need a flexible guy. I'm curious to see what they do. I mean, I, I trust Andrew Friedman because obviously he's made everything happen out of, completely out of nowhere. So, uh, and I mean, and that Max Scherzer deal, let's not forget, they were talking about Max Scherzer, but at no point in time, as Alicia said, did they ever say, hey, Trey Turner might be a part of this deal? Didn't no. see that coming at, at all. So, so crazier stuff has happened. So uh, <laughs> we, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and wrap this guy up. Uh, we are presented by Bet Online. Uh, our partners at Bet Online, if you head on over to their website today, which is betonline.ag, and use your mobile device, computer, whatever you have, and use our promo code, which is Believe50, B-L-E-A-V, and the number is 50 you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, if you want to bet on trades, they have those betting lines. So if you want to bet uh, you know, on where uh, Juan Soto ends up, if you want to bet that he's going to be a Dodger, you can go do it there. They have all the futures and all that stuff. Huge thanks to them. If you're not following us on the socials, go follow us at Los Podcast. It was on the ticker. I forget what the real name is for it. Uh, everything was there. Go check it all out. And, uh, and then... And, Follow us on the on the Twitters as well because you don't know 
who's going to stop by and you don't know who the Dodgers are going to acquire and we want to be the first to break it. So keep, uh, keep in touch. But to everyone that engaged with us, everyone that uh, that uh, pointed out that Juan is the Prince of Darkness, thank you guys. Uh, if it wasn't for you guys, Juan wouldn't have done the Dusty Rhodes voice. So that's how important you guys are. So uh, thank Real you guys quick. for stopping by. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, if we do get Juan Soto, we're ready for him. We got a street ready for him. So we're ready. <laughs> Uh, we, we've been having that shirt for a minute. Uh, wow. So. That that was a strong eye roll from Alicia, man. We we need to get Alicia some goggles. We need to get her some protective eyewear. Because the amount of eye rolls that she does on this show, I, I'm concerned. I believe, How much lower can I pull my hat? <laughs> I believe the uh, the term the kids use is uh, she feels that that was cringe one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you guys. Though. Hey, thank you. This is the first time El Ramos has joined us, right? I believe so. Hit us up. Thank you for hanging yeah. out with us. Yeah, always hit us up. We 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 love to talk with all y'all. So hit us up, and uh, and we'll catch you on the next one. But on that note, go Dodgers, and we will catch you down the road. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.